0: Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 91, Runner and the Great Rift Valley. I'm Maria Calanchini and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. I created Goop Tales as a way to engage all the other senses while not being on a screen and to experience entertainment and education in a really fun way. If you have a curious mind and want to discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals, keep on listening. Because today we are going to the Great Rift Valley in Kenya. This story was inspired by Henry. Henry wrote in and said he wanted to name a goop runner. And he said, he is a lovely goop boy, who runs very fast, but he does not
1: listen to Miss Wigglebutt. Hi, Maria. I'm Henry, and I come from China, Hong Kong. I'm eight years old now. I listen to goop tales when I eat meals. I also listen to them when I brush my teeth. I have a goop idea. It's called Runner. He's a lovely goop boy that runs very quick. But the only problem is that he doesn't listen to Miss Wigglebutt in English class. I hope you will use it in the next goop tale. P.S. If you don't choose runner for a goop tale, please just read it in a goop tale. All of it, but not some of it. Thank you. Best wishes, Henry Fay.
0: Thank you, Henry. I love your suggestion and I'm making it into a goop tales. I made it into a goop tale, I should say. And I picked the Rift Valley because my friend Bianca is a runner and she told me that I had to place this one in the Rift Valley. So that is where those ideas came together from Henry and Bianca. So thank you both. And to see our drawings for the goops and all of the photos that go with this story and see the Rift Valley as well as the cover for this story, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 9191. And if you've already sent a goop idea for a story in, or have written a review like Henry did, or sent us an email. Listen to the end to see if you received a shout-out. I want to give a little shout out here before we get into the story to Anna Cool. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you know who you are. And I've seen your iTunes reviews that seem to change from time to time. And you definitely have my attention, and I promise that your goop is going your goop idea is going to get on the list. It's not gonna be the next one, but it is on the list. So don't you worry. And thanks for being so persistent. Okay, let's go on a trip to the Rift, the Great Rift Valley, and I will see you on the other side. Little Runner was so sweet and had such a big heart. If help was needed, he would give a jump start. His smile was contagious. He would often smile wide and do something courageous. But if something was not to his liking, he would run and run and disappear into the horizon with a setting sun. Chapter 1. Once upon a time... There was a thoughtful young goop boy named Runner. Runner was very energetic by nature, and he tended to move quite quickly. Sitting still was not one of his strong points. He loved to be moving about and staying productive. His parents certainly didn't complain about this. They took advantage of
1: Runner's high energy levels. Runner? Would you mind helping me make a fence this afternoon? His father would ask. Oh, that would
0: be very fun. I can stack the wood, cut it, and pound away. I would love to, responded Runner. Runner, the kitchen windows are looking awfully dirty. Are you up for some fun? His mother would ask. Always, Runner would reply. Then he would pull out a ladder, a hose, and a bucket full of soapy water and have the best time washing windows all afternoon while imagining that he was sailing the high seas. Oftentimes, he would invite Dirty Gus to help him because Dirty Gus loved to spray the windows while Renner ran his cleaning cloth up and down the glass. When Renner had finished whatever his parents requested, he would head off for a long, relaxing run. When he ran, Runner could think about whatever he wanted to, uninterrupted. Or he could think about nothing at all, and he loved it. His mind felt free. He imagined himself as a bird flying over the world. This was Runner's favorite time of day the time when he was running alone. He always made sure to grab his favorite running cup, a water bottle, and a little watch that would track his miles. Runner loved to compete against himself. If he ran for a half hour one day, he wanted to run for at least five minutes longer the next day. His watch helped him track his distance and his time. Runner didn't understand why everyone else didn't love running as much as he did. He thought it was the best thing ever because all you had to do was run for 15 minutes or so and you could instantly feel better if you were in a bad mood. There were many goops that didn't necessarily agree with runner, but one in particular was Grumpy Lena. Grumpy Lena seemed to enjoy being in a bad mood all the time, although she claimed she did not. She was not at all convinced of Runner's running strategy. One very cold day late in spring, Runner and Grumpy Lena were sitting side by side in the back of Miss Wigglebutt's history class. Miss Wigglebutt was droning on and on about the history of the wheel. Now,
1: class, The ancient Mesopotamian people are widely believed to have invented the wheel. Around 4200 to 4000 BC, Grumpy Lena rolled her eyes and looked at
0: Runner. He just gave her a little smile. Immediately, an idea began to form in his mind's eye. He always wanted Grumpy Lena to run with him, and she never would. Now, Runner finally saw his chance. He quickly scribbled a little note and shoved it over to Grumpy Lena. It said, Come on, let's run out of here and run into fun. Grumpy Lena frowned as she read the note, not sure what to make of it. Then she looked up at Runner, who had a look on his face that said, Are you in? She smiled and nodded. And in a flash, the two of them popped up and out of the door. They did it so quickly that Miss Wigglebutt didn't even notice because she was too busy talking about the wheel. Once out of the door, the two of them ran like the wind. Grumpy Lena had no idea what she was doing, so she just followed Runner. They ran out of the school and straight across the field behind the school. Soon they were running up into the mountains. It wasn't long before Runner heard a very disgruntled, Stop! coming from behind him. He looked back to see Grumpy Lena bending over and taking deep breaths. <sighs> Runner, stop! I can't keep up with you. I don't like this, she complained. Runner was just beginning to hit his stride and he was frustrated. Grumpy Lena was going to have to go further than this if she wanted to feel that special feeling when endorphins started to kick in. Normally, Runner was so polite and helpful, and he would stop and help out Grumpy Lena, but he just couldn't. He wanted to keep on running straight up the mountain. He didn't want to stop. He wanted to feel that amazing feeling he always got, so he kept on running. He ran in the opposite direction of Grumpy Lena, who called out, Renner,
1: you're just gonna leave me here.
0: He didn't even hear her. Renner just kept on running up the mountain until a few minutes later, when he hit a very slippery part and lost his footing. Runner fell and slid. He slid down the mountain and flew past Grumpy Lena, who called out, Stop! Wait! But he couldn't stop even if he wanted to. He slid and slid down, down, down the mountain until he disappeared entirely. Chapter Two Runner pressed his feet against the dirt beneath him, desperately trying to slow down and stop his descent. But it was to no avail. He did not slow down for quite some time. He closed his eyes and surrendered to the slide because there was nothing else he could do. Finally, he could feel himself come to a sliding stop and he opened his eyes. Before him, he saw a vast, lush, green valley. He was most certainly not back on the mountain in Goop World. Runner stood up, checked his watch, and reset his step tracker. And then he took off running into the vast valley. There was a nice coolness in the air, and Runner loved how beautiful the valley was. Large green trees with shady canopies offered relief from the sun. Runner prided himself on being able to run very long distances, but it wasn't long before he found that he was quickly running out of breath. It was not a feeling that he enjoyed. Finally, he had to stop under a shady tree to catch his breath. Runner sat down and panted heavily, while taking sips of water. What's wrong with me? He said aloud, trying to figure out why he was so easily winded. He heard a low purring sound, and then he heard the word
1: altitude.
0: Runner whipped his head around and saw nothing. Then he heard the purring again, and this time he looked up Lounging on a branch high above him was a leopard, a leopard that looked very relaxed and very comfortable. Runner immediately went into high alert and jumped to his feet, ready to run.
1: The leopard purred again. You can't outrun me, and certainly not in your state, he said very confidently and with a bit of a smirk.
0: Then he added,
1: but if you insist, please give
0: it a try. This froze Runner. He knew the leopard was right. There was no way Runner could outrun him. Why should he even bother? But what else could he do? I, I won't, I won't try. That is, said Runner in a very meek voice wise decision, replied the leopard. Runner stayed in silence for a moment, waiting for the leopard to say something. He did not. Runner waited patiently, looking down at his watch from time to time. He didn't know what to do. He felt trapped by the leopard. At last, he stood up, mustered up his courage, and said, so it was a Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Leopard, but I really must be going now. The leopard, who was seemingly napping with both eyes closed, lazily raised one of his eyelids and looked down at Runner.
1: I wouldn't do that if I were you,
0: he said. Runner felt his heart beat a little faster. And then he sat down again and took a sip of his water. Okay, he replied. Runner knew he was trapped, and he began to rack his brain, trying to figure a way out of this predicament. He looked around, but all he saw was the enormous valley in front of him and trees everywhere. The leopard had him. The leopard could run faster, and he could climb trees like a champion, where was there to escape to? After some time, the leopard started to stretch and yawn lazily. He was waking up. Runner looked up at him, waved, and said, ''Oh, hello, I'm still here.'' ''I know,'' said the leopard. Then, Runner gathered up his courage again and asked, ''What did what did you mean by altitude earlier?'' The leopard stared down at Runner and studied him for a moment. Then he said,
1: You are in the great rift valley of Kenya. The altitude is high, so there is less oxygen for your lungs. Once again, I will remind you, don't
0: try and outrun me. Now everything made sense to Runner. He had learned about the effects of high altitude in Miss Wigglebutt's class, but he had never experienced it firsthand. Now he knew why he lost his breath so easily. Not enough oxygen. The leopard hopped down onto a lower branch. He was now just a few feet from runner. He stared at him and then purred. I'm Haraka." That means fast. Runner looked back and said, I'm Runner because I run. The leopard lowered his eyes and stared at Runner with a sly look on his face. Well, he is talking to me. That's a good sign, thought Runner to himself. Then, in the most casual tone he could muster, he said, Well, I guess I'll just be heading along now that I've caught my breath. Thanks for telling me about the altitude. That was really helpful. It was a pleasure to meet you. Runner stood up and oh, so carefully began to walk away. Don't leave.
1: I may need you if I don't catch any dinner, Haraka said.
0: Chapter three, Runner felt a giant lump form in his throat. Dinner, he thought to himself. This was the worst case scenario that Runner could have imagined. He tensed up and clutched his water bottle a little tighter. Then he got an idea. Maybe he could make himself so valuable to Haraka. That he would never consider him as dinner. Runner looked up at Haraka and gave him a feeble smile. It was the best he could muster. Um, Haraka, I think I can be much more helpful to you than you think. Being your dinner would not be the best use of me, he said bravely. Haraka was intrigued. He slowly opened both his eyes and trained them on Runner.
1: Really, he
0: said. Tell me more. Runner was so shocked he could barely speak. He hadn't really prepared what he was going to say, so he had to think quickly. Well, for one thing, I have water, he said as he waved his water bottle. You won't have to go and look for a watering hole. Haraka gave out a (laughs) sigh. And said, what else? And I could help you hunt for whatever it is that will be your dinner. At this suggestion, Haraka let out a loud (laughs) laugh and said, really? Again. Runner knew he had to think fast. He wasn't doing a very good job of impressing Haraka. He looked down and spotted his fancy watch. And I can help you train so you can increase your speed and catch anything you want, said Runner in a desperate pleading tone. At this point, Haraka could hardly stand it, but he played along.
1: You are going to train me to increase my speed, he asked.
0: Yes, yes, I have this watch, and it can track everything, including your speed and your steps and your heartbeat. And blah, blah,
1: blah, Haraka cut him short. I'm a leopard, and you think your watch is going to teach me how to run faster? He asked.
0: Runner hung his head. He had tried his best and he was all out of ideas. He didn't know what else to do. It was at that moment that Haraka's heart grew a tiny bit, and he took pity on Runner. He was impressed with his intrepid spirit. He didn't give up, and Haraka admired Runner's determination. Leopards were solitary creatures by nature, and as unexpected As Runner's arrival was, Haraka was rather enjoying his company. Runner finally looked up at Haraka, who was studying him trying to decide what to do next. Haraka let out a slow grin and low purr
1: and said, You won't be my dinner tonight. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Runner
0: immediately jumped up and down and ran around in circles. He was delighted. As soon as he calmed down, he realized this was his chance to make himself invaluable. I can, I can climb a tree and scout for your dinner, said Runner eagerly. Haraka simply lifted an eye and said,
1: if you insist.
0: Runner saw a very tall tree in the distance. He knew there would be a great vantage point at the top of the tree, so he immediately ran towards it. Haraka raised an eye in his direction and smiled to himself. He knew that Runner couldn't escape him, so he wasn't worried. He also knew that Runner wasn't used to high altitude and would get winded very easily. Runner set off for the tree And by the time he arrived, he could hardly breathe. He sat down in the shade and leaned against the thick trunk. After he was well rested, Runner climbed the tall tree. He climbed all the way to the top and nestled himself into a branch. Here, he had a spectacular view of the great rift valley and could feel a cool breeze. He looked out in admiration. The valley was carpeted in green and surrounded by mountains. In the far distance, runner spotted a patch of pink that resembled a rose popping off a green canvas. Upon closer inspection, he saw that it was a large flock of flamingos in a lake. His eyes roamed from the flamingos to a tower of giraffes making their way across the valley and to the east of the giraffes was a small herd of elephants. Brenner was in awe, thinking about all the animals he had seen in such a short time, and how spectacular they all were. Then he remembered that he had promised to scout for Haraka's dinner. He looked at the giraffes and elephants again and thought to himself that they would not be a good choice. Then his eyes rested upon the flock of flamingos. It was at this exact moment that Runner felt something sliding up his leg. Chapter Four It had a slithering feel. Runner froze. It felt like a snake. And he didn't want to look down to confirm. Runner had an intense fear of snakes. And now he was sure that he was stuck at the top of a very tall tree with an African snake making its way up his leg. Maybe if he didn't look at it, it would go away. Runner gazed out over the valley again, catching sight of the elephants, hoping that would help ease his mind. They were walking majestically across the great rift valley, and several antelopes were running along the horizon. They were running so quickly and so elegantly. Runner desperately wished that he were out there running with them. But he was not. He could no longer feel the slithering feeling on his leg. Perhaps the snake had disappeared. Or better yet, maybe Runner had imagined all of it. Ever so slowly, he glanced down at his foot. Nothing. There was no snake. Runner quickly pulled his foot up to another branch and let out a deep sigh of relief. (sighs) He was safe. Glancing out towards the horizon again, he could see the brilliant sun begin to set. I wonder what Haraka's going to find for dinner, he thought to himself. At least it won't be me. Then he had a very uncomfortable thought about the next night. Don't think about it now he told himself as he carefully began to climb down the tree. As he reached the middle of the tree, he heard a low hissing sound, the hissing sound of a snake. Runner froze. He couldn't feel anything on him, but he was sure he had heard the hissing sound. He looked around and saw nothing, but he didn't dare move. The hissing sound came again, And this time, Runner looked up. There on a large green branch above him was a very well camouflaged green mamba. Runner widened his eyes a bit to make sure he wasn't seeing things. The mamba was perfectly poised right above him. Runner knew that the snake could reach out and bite him with lightning speed. There would be no escaping him. He didn't know what else to do. So he tried the same thing he had tried with Haraka. He tried to befriend the snake and be on his merry way. Well, hello, Mr. Mamba. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. I, I didn't realize you were here. The green Mamba stared back at him with his piercing yellow green eyes. He didn't look like he was in the mood to make friends. I'll just be on my way so you can have some peace and quiet, said Runner feebly. The snake hissed back at him and raised his head a little. Runner wisely decided not to make any sudden movements. He could feel a trickle of sweat running down his neck. He slowly reached up to rub it away, and the green mamba raised his head higher and hissed again. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to startle you, said Runner. Then he slowly scanned every direction without moving his head. The only part of his body that moved were his eyes. As they searched for an escape route, there was none. The sun dropped a notch lower and the sky grew a little darker. Renner thought of Grumpy Lena back in Goop World. He thought of his parents, of all his goop friends, and he thought about how he wished he was with them. A little tear trickled down his cheek as he imagined he would never see them again. And then, crash! There was a sudden movement and a scrambling sound on the branch above. Runner looked up at the green mamba, only to see that he was dangling from Haraka's mouth. Haraka had a Cheshire grin on his face. He swallowed the snake in one giant gulp and then looked at Runner.
1: Ah, oh, dinner,
0: he sighed, looking very satisfied. Haraka had stealthily climbed up another branch while the green mamba was focused on Runner who made a very good distraction.
1: That was perhaps the easiest catch I have ever had. Thanks to you, Haraka said.
0: Runner nodded,
1: not knowing what to say. It's time for you to run away now. Run into that horizon and don't stop or I will come after you, said Haraka
0: with a little chuckle. Runner didn't need to be told twice. He saw his chance and he took it. He slid down the tree, grabbed his water bottle and ran. He ran straight into the Great Rift Valley, past the elephants, past the giraffes and past the antelopes. He didn't stop until his little lungs could barely breathe. And then he collapsed to the ground. When he finally caught his breath and picked himself up, Renner found himself at the bottom of the mountain in Goop World, the mountain where he had left Grumpy Lena. He looked around in wonder, half expecting Haraka to appear in front of him. He smiled to himself as he thought of Haraka, and then he set off to find Grumpy Lena and tell her all about his adventures in the Great Rift Valley. But she was nowhere to be found. She was in Estonia at the Witch's Well. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed going to the Great Rift Valley as much as I did. You know, researching this story made me put Kenya up very, very close to the top on my list of next places to travel. I haven't been there yet, but I'm feeling very drawn to going to Africa as soon as I can. So I hope that you are inspired by all the beautiful animals and the places in this story. And I hope you might draw me a picture because you're so inspired. Or maybe you even have a new goop idea that you wanna share. And if you do, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. And to send your idea through a voice message, just visit gooptales.com, and on the right side of the screen, you're gonna notice a green button that reads, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. You can leave one there, and I promise I will listen to it. And in due time, I will most likely respond. And if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. How would you like to hear your voice on Goop Tales? Now, if you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and the photos that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 91. That's nine one. And remember, don't forget to send me your drawing and you can draw a picture of Runner or any other goop that you really love and just ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media. I have gotten several really wonderful drawings on Instagram lately from goop lovers and I love seeing your creativity. And you can tag us on Facebook or Instagram at gooptales when you send in your drawing. Now, let me just take a minute and give some shout outs. I wanna thank you for writing in leaving a review or leaving a voicemail or an email. I've gotten many really wonderful ones and I just want to thank you all. David, Kershaw, Ezekiel, Claire, Lucia, Eugenio. Let's see, who else do I have on this list? Levi, Micah. Micah, you're good and consistent. And Nina. So, Thank you. Oh, and Anna Carolina. So thank you all for writing in and leaving a gooptail idea or a voicemail message. That is it for this episode. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget to tell me what you thought of today's story and what questions you might have about the inspiration for today's story or about the Great Rift Valley or maybe about leopards. And let me see how well I can answer those in the next Behind the Story. Okay, I will see you in the next tale.